welcome back to another episode of Quarantine Question Time. How you do? Are you ready for some questions, some burning questions? Bring it. I've realized as well as I've been going through this that, that you know, a number of the questions are similar to what we've already answered. So I've not put them down. So, you know, it's it's nothing personal. It's just I don't want to be answering the same questions over and over again because people will, will been, find it boring. They will have been answered in a previous uh, edition of Quarantine Questions. Time. Question number one. Okay. Favourite episode of Most Haunted, etc. And that came from at C Simmons 95. I haven't seen a lot of Most Haunted because I didn't get on with it. The couple of episodes I've watched. No, but I'll tell you, I was thinking about it. There's an episode of Ghost Adventures from the early days. Yeah. Where they had the most convincing piece of evidence I've ever seen. And mm. a hand. They're in the tunnels yeah. of some I know like, episode you're talking about. Of some hospital. It might be like Waverly Hills or somewhere and a hand reaches out and grabs Zach Bagans and he loses his mind. Yeah. You know you can tell when somebody's genuinely frightened. Yeah. Like he loses his mind and you can see it on the footage and it, it I found you see it the shadow, really scary. Well, you see the hand, don't you? You see the yeah. black hand coming out. Yeah, that's probably my... I really like all the episodes where they go to Bobby Mackey's as well. Yes. I know, I think a lot of the Bobby Mackey stuff is just... I mean, I wouldn't go there, but I feel like a lot of it is just not great. But um, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, I have been watching a lot of a guy called CJ Fison on YouTube who does loads of paranormal investigations and uh, it's not really good. It's not amazing for evidence because he's kind of just like, you get like an hour of him in an abandoned house, but it's quite, uh, it's something quite endearing about the way that he does it. Okay. <laughs> so check him out. Second question, is the UK on a movement restriction order like we are in Malaysia? And that's from at Benjamin Sleeps A Lot. Great Yes, name. we are. Are we? I didn't know that. What? About a movement restriction, I didn't know. I haven't left the house of I for like five weeks. Well, I guess we're not on a movement restriction, are we? It's just we're on like a, I don't know. Essential travel only really. Is yeah, essentially, yeah. I don't think, I don't know how well it's being enforced to be honest. No, me neither. It's not an encouragement to do no, I it. really think that everyone should be staying at home, if at all humanly possible. But I think people, you know, it's difficult when it's like a virus is something that you can't physically see. And unless you have had somebody who's been impacted directly by it, then people find it quite difficult to grasp the magnitude of what's happening. But, you know, our advice, stay at home yeah, wherever you can. As much as you possibly can. And those of you that are key workers, thanks for not staying at home and going outside and doing that business. Question three. Mm-hmm. What is the scariest story that you've had on the show so far that has really stuck with you? Oof. From at George Buckner and also going and growing on Instagram asked the same question. So I have a problem <laughs> in that my memory is ridiculously short for things like this. And you will, if you say, oh, what about that story? I'll go, oh, yeah, that was really scary. But actually, I try not to retain the things that creep me out because I fixate on them too much. Um, Probably the Japanese hand story was quite freaky. Yeah. I didn't like that one too much. Yeah, that was scary. Um, Dear David freaked me out at the time, as I've said many, many times. Uh, But that's, uh, that's, we know about that now, don't we? But it was very cleverly written. Yes, it was. Uh, Kimberly's story, I thought, was a great Kimberly's story. story yep. And I sometimes think about that at night time when I wake up. And, and you, got, like, um, you got praise from one of our listeners, um, whose name I do not have to hand, 
who DM'd me to tell me that you, the way that you narrated it was beautiful. Oh, thank you so very much. Passing that on. Thank you. <laughs> um, question four. Have you received any listener stories from India? And that came from at SSD Savashri. And yes, we have. And I've, I'm fairly sure I've read out a couple of um, listener stories from India. At least, we, at least one. I think we have quite a big following in India we need to go on that Indian ghost stories episode, don't we? Yeah, we do. But I'm always really worried about... It's kind of different doing like a, a, a urban legends in England. Um, but I feel like if we do... Like with the Japanese one, I was really worried about not doing it justice. Yeah. So I'm. I we, we do need to do an Indian stories episode, which I've been talking about for ages. I'll tell you what you can do, guys. If you are an Indian listener and you know of some good valid sources that we can do some research from, ping us the links. Yeah, that would be really useful. Uh, question five. Do you ever want to meet Freddie? And that came from at Walkers36329 on Instagram. I absolutely do. I think he's a nice guy. I mean, I don't know I whether he'd like don't. me because I don't know how he... Because he's only looking out for his friend. Yeah. And I think he's trying to protect her. So it depends on how he reads my energy, I guess. I, I mean, he's not going to read me as a threat because nobody sees me as a threat. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to. So, Freddie, keep to yourself, matey. I'm not interested in you coming knocking around our house. I mean, he wouldn't be here because the person's not here. But if we ever meet the person, we might meet him. Question six. How do you balance your scepticism about... Oh, interesting how this is phrased. And this comes from RKOK. How do you balance your scepticism about bullshit submitted stories while still being nice? So we've spoken about this quite a few times, I think. Um, In my case, I just want to say what scepticism? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't exist for Dan, really. He'll just believe all of the stories. Uh, I think that everybody who emails in a story 100% believes that their story is true and therefore it is true for them. So therefore, it is not my place to judge people's stories. And I also would, I would hate if I submitted a story somewhere and they were like, oh, well, that's bullshit. Yeah. I'd, I'd be so Which to be fair, they could have said about your experience at the asylum, really, couldn't it? Yeah, easily. <laughs> easily could have said it. And I've sent my um, asylum story into other podcasts when they've been like, done a call out for stories or whatever. And I just, I would be really upset, I think, if... if... Well, you hate the thought of not being believed. Yeah, all, you and I, but I would, especially when a lot of the stories, like like you heard on this week's like listeners episode they're very personal to people and they have touched their lives in a really important way so it's not i don't think it's our place to say it's true or not true or it's and to quote an often misquoted quote you <laughs> you weren't there man yeah that's what i'm gonna say uh question number seven also comes from at ssd subshari who says are ghosts frightened of something oh that's a great question yeah Imagine if there's like a ghost hierarchy. So there's like a ghost overseer and they're actually frightened of their ghost boss. Or they're frightened of people like Zach Bagans. And, I mean... And all those people who claim to be demonologists. Yeah. They're, they're actually... It's it's right all along. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like... Or Zach Bagans is like the David Attenborough of the ghost world. Yeah. I guess it's a kind of thing for it seriously. I guess it depends what kind of spirit we're talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Because I guess if you're benevolent... Is that the right word? Is yeah. That good? Yeah. I'm trying to use posh words. Um, then you haven't really got anything to fear of you because you're not doing anything wrong. Whereas I feel like if you're malevolent, then potentially you have got things to fear. And that is people that can shut you down. And I think that applies to people in general, doesn't it? That's very interesting. I think if, you, if you're a benevolent person in real life, you probably haven't got much to fear, really. 
That's uh, very philosophical. Yeah. And I was using big words that were right as well. Well done. Thanks. Question number eight comes from... Oh, we've moved on to the Facebook questions now. Okay. So question eight. Have you ever seen Inside Number Nine? And that comes from Amy Headley. Okay, so we've seen a couple of episodes thanks to Will. Because Will loves it. Sorry? I haven't. Yes, you have. You saw the snuff film one. Oh, no. Yeah, that was... Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I did see that. That's the only one I saw. So oh, I've that seen was a couple outrageous. Emma's seen one. Um, I didn't really get into the thing that they were in before, that they're really famous for. Extraordinary Gentlemen, League of Gentlemen. League yeah, of... I've never seen it. I didn't really get into it. Um, I'd imagine it would appeal to me because it's got my kind of humour. But I mean, Inside Number 9 is dark. The episode I've seen of it is uh, dark. I've never... Lots of people have said to me about... In my real life, have said to me about watching Inside Number 9 that I'll really enjoy it. But I didn't realise that snuff film thing that we watched was an Inside Number I mean, 9 we've thing. essentially ruined that episode. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know... People don't know what episode it is, but that was... Yeah, that was horrific. <laughs> I remember because I didn't know Will at that point and I was like, what the, who is this man? That's recommended we watch this and then you find out that actually Will's really sweet <laughs> and lovely. <laughs> Question number nine. Folklore is such a good topic. You could do episodes on lore of different parts of the country. Question mark. So that I did not say that properly at all. No, and I that was from James Ian. Yeah, I'd love to. I love folklore. I think it's incredible and I think it's fascinating and interestingly we were talking to Rowanna Bond we've been fil- we've why been- do you always double name her <laughs> I don't know because I like her name we've been filming or recording Patreon episodes with guests for the last while and Rowanna is a psychotherapist and she was talking about how everything about folklore is all about a moralistic message and I, I love it I think folklore is great but yes I disagree with her on that I think call her out on the, on the episode but I don't think that's actually the case for everything it's not all moralistic. Ooh, rogue. I don't think we know, do we? We don't know where they or- originated from. And actually, maybe there is some truth to some folklore because things change. Things go extinct. Question 10. Came from Nick Rycroft. And it is a very serious and dark question. Okay. So, are you ready? Yeah. If your friend's name was Cliff, would you jump off him? <laughs> Why are you laughing? This person has taken the time to write in a a question and you're laughing at their question. Um, I would. I don't think he'd enjoy it um, because I'm quite a weight. And to be able to jump off him, I'd have to climb up on him to start with. Um, It just reminded me of when I was um, younger and we were on holiday. Um, I I was about, I think I was close to six foot at 14. You know, I've been quite tall for most of my life and I was 14 on this holiday. And this full grown man, who was must have been in his early 20s, leapfrogged over me without touching me. That's not true. True. True story. True story. Was he spring Heel Jack? I think he might well have been. <gasps> oh my word. It's definitely a demon. <laughs> Where were you on holidays? Um, Australia. Oh, wow. Because yeah, my dad got the money money from when he had his, broke his back on, on, on a job. So he used That the makes your dad, <laughs> that made your dad sound like he was a criminal on a <laughs> job. <laughs> My dad was a police officer and uh, um, a, a dog handler and he was doing a training exercise with his dog which involved carrying the dog up a 50 foot ladder in the dockyards and the dog shifted his weight which caused my dad to unbalance and he fell 50 foot, landed on the steel girder, fractured his vertebrae and the dog landed on top of him and was fine. <laughs> At least the dog was fine. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, so he used the compensation money that he got from that to take us on holiday because we've got family in Australia. So, um, and we were just there for ages. So we did like living things. You know, I mean, you that just... is such a like an amazing family holiday. Like oh, it's it a once really in a lifetime. We went for we went for six weeks, and we went the six of us plus my grandma and granddad, um, and we were there. Just you know, like when you go somewhere. I don't know if you ever have, even if it's local, but when you've been somewhere for a long time, it just you just kind of do normal things. Yeah, so like, we were like going to youth groups and stuff like that, which you wouldn't normally do on a holiday, but yeah. And it was at that youth group where one of the leaders leapfrogged over my head. True story. That is that. I mean, stunning. Massive insight into my life there. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> and next week, next Friday, we'll be back with some more quarantine questions. Diddly ding. Bye.